And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. Miami Heat game six at the crib versus the Boston Celtics. They tip off 12 minutes and 28 seconds approximately from now. And then we basically lose Brendan Tobin. But good thing. We welcome in my dear friend. You know him from many a different show on the BetQL Network. He is J-Rod. He is Jim Rodriguez to talk a little bit of boxing and maybe some cigars and whatever else we want to talk about here for the next few minutes. But let's start because you were in the house for last week's fight. Vasily Lomachenko taking on Devin Haney. Obviously, Haney ends up winning the fight. You were there during the break. You were saying the reaction of the people, they were not happy. Did you think they got it right? Listen, I think it was one of the first of all, what's up, boys? Good always always good talking to you guys. Good to see you, man. It was one of those things where where Haney completely dominated and won the first half of the fight. It, it was no doubt. We we didn't think there'd be a knockout. In fact, you know, I had the under one and a half knockdowns in the fight, so that paid for it. Um, we didn't expect the knockout, but Haney with the going to the body completely dominated the first half of the fight. And then Loma either figured him out or or turned on the engines and and then started to 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 come into his own I think 115 113 either way I think would have been acceptable I mean Dave Moretti and his 116 112 was absurd and you can get into judging and the whole nine yards I, I would have loved to seen it a tie I've seen a lot of people that had Loma had I know a good friend of mine Mike Coppinger he had Haney winning from all the body shots I think you couldn't go wrong either way, but I think once you saw 116 112 I think that's where you start raising your eyebrows and saying I think what are we doing here yeah, I think the only thing that I, I think really threw people off was the fact that you did have that Moretti scorecard being so lopsided. And, Jim, like, what do we do with these judges who just continue to do scratching? Because he's had multiple of these recently. Like, he had that with Gervonta uh, Davis and Ryan Garcia with the, the knockdown round. It was like, so I, I don't – is there a sanctioning – like punishment they could go with this way for, to stop getting referee uh, officials or judges on these these monster fights like how does a guy like that who continues to do things that are so screwy get the biggest fights seriously yeah i mean i mean i mean listen you know dave moretti's been officiating fights probably longer than you guys have been alive 40 years he's done 148 championship fights so i get it those eyes can see things maybe that you and i can't but i also think that's a lot of, of, of time. Listen, the only judge I remember getting booted or at least suspended was Adelaide Bird, if you remember during right. the Canelo Triple G thing. That was bad. Uh, there come, maybe maybe they don't sit ringside. Maybe they maybe there's an, a higher angle. Maybe they're maybe they're away from the crowd. Maybe they wear headsets so they can't be swayed by the by by the roar of the crowd. I think there needs to be more um sort of accountability for these judges. It's because again, it seems like you know that nothing happened. You know, I saw Max Kellerman the other day came up with this really convoluted, you know, a close rounds or 10-9. If, if, if you think a guy won, it's a 10-8. If a guy dominated, maybe it's a 10-7. But then you get into the same nonsense. You know, Moretti could give somebody a 10-7. Somebody else gives somebody a 10-8. And then you're, you're, you're in the same. And now it's more numbers and it's more math. And, you know, when I got older, I was told there would be no math. I think at the end of the day, get some fresh eyes, get people, get their, have there be accountability. Because, again, at the end of the day, 
you know, in, in football, if you score a touchdown, it's six points. If you kick a field goal, it's three points. They don't give you four. They don't give you five for a touchdown. You know, in baseball, it is what it is. Basketball, it is what it is. And, and, and just in boxing, again, these guys are putting it on. They're literally putting their lives on your line, and you hate to see, you know, uh, you hate to see this. And it's the old saying, the best judge is a knockout. Where do you uh, where do you think Haney goes from here? Uh, you know, there was some heat with him and Shakur Stevenson, but – he was kind of talking some smack to Bob Arum, so I don't know if Devin's going to work with top rank again soon. Uh, does a tank fight make sense? What do you think is uh, makes sense for the undisputed champ? I mean, I'd love to see Tank. I think I think that's that's what we all that's what we all want to see. But I think you got to build up to it. I think Shakur is where it works. I think I think if, if the money's right, you do it. Um, you know, and again, I I don't even know if if Haney wants to stay you know, at 35, maybe he wants to dip in his toes at 140. Maybe he wants to, 140 is very busy. You know, we've seen, you know, now we see Rolly Romero maybe and Ryan Garcia going at 140. You're going to see Teofimo Lopez and Josh Taylor at 140. It's a very busy division. And I think if you're Devin Haney, I think, I think he's got more problems to worry about in the sense that I, I was proud of the kid for the way he, he basically won that fight at the end on his own. His corner was not there for him. His dad, listen, right. it's tough to tell your, your dad, hey, I got this. You know, I need somebody who knows what they're doing. But he, he wasn't getting any, any sort of coaching, any advice uh, from his dad in those corners in those late rounds. So it, so it tells you, know, there's a dog in, in, in Devin Haney. Uh, I just, I think he might get exposed if, if he almost got exposed by, by Loma. It is crazy that for Tank so long it was he wasn't fighting these huge names or they just weren't there. And now it's Ryan Garcia. Now it could be Haney. It could be Shakur Stevenson. When did this happen? Like you just ro rolled off like a dozen names right there. And not just at this weight class of boxing overall. It felt like not too much longer than maybe five years ago. I remember having the conversation that the UFC had killed boxing. And that was when did when did boxing have this resurgence? Well, I, I, I listen, I always go back to my guy and, and people, either you hate him or you love him. It's Canelo. I think when Canelo went on that sort of uh, victory tour of unifying 168, I think it became cool. It became hip. You know, just like they say, the NFL is a copycat league. Well, boxing is a copycat league. Once you start unifying belts, now you're getting into some rarefied air. Now we start seeing everybody wants to unify belts anymore. Now everybody wants to do it now. So now you want to, you know, 135, 140, you know, uh, we want to see the heavies. We want to see Tyson Fury and Usyk. You know, that's the fight I want to see. I don't want to hear about Deontay Wilder. I don't want to hear about Anthony joshua i want to see Usyk and, and and fury dude i'll do it in my backyard here and here in south miami let's go let's go already that's what we want and i think unifying belts i think it it, it cuts through all the red tape of all these alphabet organizations and it tells you that you are the best you're not one of four champions you are the champion i think it's all we can all give thanks to canelo for that so speaking of Undisputed, we got huge news this week. It does appear that uh, we are going to get Errol Spence versus Terrence Crawford end of July. Uh, your reaction? We finally, it seems like we're finally going to get it, Jim. Well, I'm going to go see my, I'm going to see my shaman out in, you know, little Havana to try to make sure, you know, make sure the, the, the <laughs> you know, the roads are open, make sure that there isn't anything of, we have to burn some cigars and some sage. Listen, and again, once again, we, we're going to see, you know, a unified 147. That's what we want to see, right? This is the fight. This is the fight of the year. It was the fight of the year last year. It's going to be the fight of the year this year. Uh, I think it's, I think it's what we're going to see. And, and I hope so. We got a date. We got a venue. We got a city. July 29th in Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena, 
God, I hope it happens because I think that's what we're waiting for. And that's what boxing needs, man. That's what boxing needs. This is, these are the kinds of things, and you, and you hit it, Machine, these are the kind of things that, that will help boxing, if not stay at an even level with the UFC and other MMA organization, it keeps it in the know because you start getting the very best of the best. Because I've always said, whether you like them or not, what Dana White does is the fight you want to see in mixed martial arts, you will see it within three to six months. And that's not the case in boxing, but we're starting to see it. I've always thought about talking to a shaman myself. I, you know, I would pay good money. I got a guy. I got a guy. And Joe Boo in the same room. You got a guy. We'll, we'll figure out that after the show. We'll text each other. Jim Rodriguez joining us here on the BetQL Network, talking a little fighting. You mentioned you don't want to see Tyson Fury versus this guy and that guy. It's uh, the, the conversation this week is that he's going to fight Anthony Joshua. So you have no interest in that if it does go down. I, I don't. I mean, the fight we want to see, the, the, listen, the, the sexiest words in professional sports, and I, and I come from the baseball background, the NFL, all that stuff, the sexiest words in sports is heavyweight championship fight. I mean, I, with all due respect to Game 7, you say heavyweight championship fight, and that's a game changer. And, that's what, and to unify all the straps at the heavyweight division, that's what we want to see. Clearly, Fury doesn't want to fight Usyk because Usyk did everything he could to make this fight happen, take the short money. We'll fight wherever you want, uh, but it didn't happen. Now we're, we're hearing Anthony Joshua, and we're hearing now that Eddie Hearn, who represents uh, Anthony Joshua, says, I never got a contract from Fury, despite Fury going on social media and saying, we sent him a contract. Well, he actually, he said, we sent him a draft. Now, what does that mean? Is it, is it a, two stick figures, you know, with a bunch of dollar signs? Is that what that means? Did he actually send him a contract? Um I have no interest in that fight. No interest. I mean, it'll make money. It'll be out in Saudi Arabia. Uh, but again, until we see Fury Usyk, that's the fight we need to get paid. When was the last time that heavyweight belt was unified, undisputed? Gosh, I mean, are we talking? I mean, I don't. I don't know if Tyson ever did it. I don't know if Muhammad Lennox Ali Lewis? ever did it. Maybe I think I think it might have been the gentleman champion. It might yeah, have been I Lennox mean, Lewis, it, dude. Yeah, it's been that long, at least in the heavyweight divisions. And and now I think we're seeing that undisputed turns into dollar signs and that's ultimately what boxing wants it, it is those dollar signs and yeah yeah you listen fury joshua in august in saudi arabia of course it's going to be a truckload of money coming at people i did see a report which i would really love i read that there was going to be a two-fight card in saudi arabia now whether it's true or not that it would have been fury Usyk and wilder versus joshua now that would be and it's only a two fight card, so God only knows what that pay per view would cost. But that would be kind of sexy. But I don't want to see Fury fight Andy Ruiz. I don't want to see him fight Deontay Wilder again. I don't want to see him fighting Anthony Joshua. I want to see him fight Usyk, and I think that's what everybody else wants. And Usyk can't wait because he needs to eat, and he's going to lose his belt. So he's going to fight Daniel Dubois. Uh, to, he's going to put all three of his straps against Daniel Dubois in August in Poland. So we're going to see Usyk in the ring. Uh, I don't know if we'll see Fury. If, 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 I know, if I know Fury, he'll probably pick the same night as, as Usyk, and that's the night he'll fight Anthony Joshua. Would it interest you if I said the, the opponent for Fury, Wilder, Joshua, was Francis Ngannou? Does that do anything for you? That would be interesting, right? That would be – because at least, at least that would be interesting. You know, and, and we talked about 
who saved boxing? Well, I think Canelo saved it, and I think Jake Paul has given it life. Jake Paul sure. gave it, you know, gave it a gave it the Botox, gave gave it a facelift because I think we owe a lot to Jake Paul. I am not part of the Jake Paul hating society. Jake Paul has done more for boxing, more for female boxing than a lot of people have done in the generation. And and Francis Ngannou, listen, he he got the UFC had enough of him, couldn't come comes to a deal, signs with PFL. And he's probably not going to fight in PFL until 2024. They're thinking in Qatar or maybe in Saudi Arabia, um, giving him the option to basically say, hey, get yourself a boxing match in 2023. Will it be Fury? I don't know. I mean, I think I think it would be interesting. Uh, maybe if this whole Joshua thing falls through, uh, it all depends how much uh, of the B-side that Ngannou is going to want to take, how much money he, he's going to want. But I, why not? I think it would be great. I think it would be great to – and he's a free agent. He could fight anybody. I think Tyson Fury, for as much as I like Tyson Fury, I think he's also – Canelo got a lot of uh, got a lot of crap for, for oh you're cherry picking you're only fighting guys you know how to you can beat well that's Tyson Fury so I don't know if Francis Ngannou would be somebody he'd want to fight but listen I'd love to see Deontay Wilder and Francis Ngannou two guys that can't box but they can slug that would be crazy right that would be like a home run derby on steroids that would be amazing just guys throwing haymakers. I want to see what the poster looks like I want to see what the odds look like we got a couple minutes left with Jim Rodriguez I'd here. Love that on the BetQL network. I'm just, I just thought of this. The last time that I talked to you, at least here on the network, was live from Las Vegas. It was about to go down between Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia. So now that we saw how that went down, and I'll admit the ticket that I bought, I had, Ryan, I had Tank Davis by decision. And ultimately, I think if Garcia gets some from that knee, I win. And I had a pretty good amount of it. Now, I understand there were still six rounds left. And I know it's not mixed martial arts, which is my bread and butter. Do you agree that that's probably where that was headed? And how did you see that fight go down ringside? Because, I mean, it just, it was weird. I know kidney shots can put you out, but he started to get up. How did you see that whole thing? Uh, to me, it looked like a guy in Ryan Garcia that he got, it, it was the modern rope-a-dope. I think. I think. I think Tank has a has has a wildly good training camp. He's got Mayweather in there, and they know how to play those head games. First of all, I think they planted it in Ryan Garcia's head that there was a mole in his camp. Maybe, maybe not. The fact that he was thinking about it was enough said there. Joe Goosen had a plan for him. He followed it to a T in the first round. He won the first round. And you could see Ryan Garcia now puffing out that chest saying, all right, I've got it. My coach was right. This is what I need to do. And he was winning the second round. And it was yeah. all of a sudden, that's, that's when Tank starts playing rope-a-dope. He's, he's all of a sudden, he's down. And he comes up with that left hand from hell. He dropped Ryan Garcia. And Ryan Garcia became a different fighter. He said, I'm going to not listen to anybody. My objective is to not get knocked down. He got he up had pretty a bad quick. Rib. To be fair, yeah, he got he up did. pretty quick from that. It was, it was a flash knockdown. I don't think it hurt him, but it was a flash knockdown. And it, I think it, I think what Ryan Garcia said, holy crap, everything they've said about this dude is true. He might not knock me out, but he will knock me down. And I think did, did, did Tank know about the busted rib during training camp that Ryan Garcia had? Did he know about it? That's the intrigue. But that got him, and I think Ryan Garcia said, "Listen, I'm heading for I'm heading to get knocked out on pay per view, a million buys. I'm gonna stay down, collect my money, and I'm gonna get myself another fight. And he's and he's gonna get Rolly Romero fighting for all the 140 pound titles. So I think for, for, I think Ryan Garcia, it was a smart move for him career wise. It was a good business decision to stay down. Nobody talks boxing better than you, bro. That's why I brought you on. He is J Rod, Jim Rodriguez. Love you, brother. Go smoke a cigar and enjoy that heat game.
Absolutely, man. Heat and six, I think. Well, he keep money line. That's all I went with. All right, we'll see. It's weird because the Heat are favored to win the game, but Boston is or Boston's favored to win the game, but the Heat are favored to win the series. Go figure that one. Anyway. Pots and pans here, right now on Pots and pans. We'll see. You're locked into the bet, QL Network. All right, brother. Enjoy it. Thanks, guys. Talk to you.